Noble 90s in online game store. D&D, they got that and more. And if you think out-of-print games are nice, shop Noble Knight, cause they've got the best price. And if you've got gaming products to sell, then Noble Knight will buy them as well. So go to the place where gaming's the bomb and head over to noblenight.com and don't forget to tell them the Tone Show sent ya! Hi there! Welcome to D&D VNG, the only podcast that, uh, talks about playing old Dungeons & Dragons video games. My name is Rudy Basso, and as always, I'm joined by my wonderful panel, Greg. Alex. Hey, guys. Hi, friends. Hey. Hey, guys. Everyone loves that intro. I know I do. Uh, so, this month, we're going to be talking about Dark Sun Shattered Lands, which is Yay. a tactical turn-based party rpg alex what else can you tell us about this game it was released in 1993 by strategic simulations incorporated everyone knows they wanted to be a giant titan of video game wait no they, they stopped existing yeah. oh yeah they're done they made all the dnd uh, games from back they were pretty then. awesome for a little while yeah. okay Up and down. well it was made by them in 1993 and it's the first of, I believe, two games. The sequel, they did create one in 94. Uh, this is, so this is the first one. It's a turn-based RPG where you control four party members. It takes place in Dark Sun. My favorite D&D campaign setting. Dark Sun is so good, you guys. They have yeah, Dry Cream, which are praying mantis people. They have Moles, which are weird half-human, half-dwarves. Uh, they have half-giant characters, and they have weird classes, too, because you don't really have magic in Dark Sun. Uh, you have psionicist classes and uh, something called preservers, which is, you know, wizards, but with a different name. And social implications. Speaking of social implications, uh, Dark Sun Shadowlands puts you in the place of a group of four gladiators sentenced to die in the eventually die in the arena of Draj, home of the Sorcerer King Tiktukle. I think I missed a syllable there, but that's okay. I'm sure we'll figure it out by the end of the podcast. And of course, over the course of the game, you go on to unite the free cities in the desert and defeat the armies of the dread Sorcerer King or get murdered horribly because the last battle is actually kind of tough. Battle, and not just yeah. the last battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So this game was made in 1993, and boy, does it show! Uh, by modern gentlemen, insulting a game for being made in the early 90s. Hey, is that the time? <laughs> yes, it is the time. Sorry, the time preserver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the time preserver. What? What? Oh, oh uh, my. Gentlemen, uh, haven't I told you before that you need to look at a game in its proper context? You can't expect games made in 1993 to still be playable today. Look at the other junk games that were made that year. Star Fox? You would never think of picking that up again. Or 
doom. <laughs> you, need to, you need to think before you speak sometimes. As your punishment, I will transport you back to the year 1993. As your precious dark son would say, it's time to enter a world of savagery. <laughs> I will, as always, need your help on the sound effects for this wormhole. So, on the count of three, let's all make stupid noises. One, two, three! <laughs> Okay. All right, that's enough. I can see President Clinton's inauguration on the television. We've made it to January 1993. Gentlemen, this is where I leave you. If you need me, I'll be taking a cryogenic bath with a nice book. Mm, I have brought my cell phone with me back to this year, so shoot me a text or whatatever you're done. Thanks, time Thanks. wizard. Thanks, time wizard. Thank you, time you, wizard. you got it, boys. Be safe. Remember, it's a world of savagery. Right. Hey, guys. It's 1993. I sure do love me some Dungeons and Dragons. And the version we're playing is, of course, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Second yeah, edition. Yeah, the. The Don't best kind of Dungeons and Dragons. Thacko all day, boys. Thacko all day. Yep, having your class. Yeah, I just just having your armor class be be better if the number representing it is is lower. So intuitive, so obvious. Yeah, it makes complete sense because this is fantasy. So numbers should be okay. Uh, So we all played the hot new game called Dungeons and Dragons. Dark Sun, I don't know, actually. It's, it might just be called Dark Sun Shattered Lands. We played the hot new Dark Sun Shattered Lands game from those guys, SSI, who I have no doubt will be in development history uh, forever. Yeah, so let's talk about this game, Dark Sun Shattered Lands. Uh, it's pretty good. It looks pretty good, I must say. What do you think, guys, in terms of us, this 1993 graphics? I dig. I like... Uh... I like the, the animations are well. Okay. Yeah, actually, let's. Uh... That stuff is the battle animations are cool. You know, it shows you hitting the hitting the enemies. So I dig that. Lots of cool spell effects. Don't always know what they're doing, but pretty cool looking. Uh, I'm not so hot on some of the walk animations. They look kind of silly. I think. Uh, I wish that also when I gave my character a weapon, it would be in his hand instead of him just punching everybody. Because I think that, yeah, that that's that my looks silly. my number one disappointment. I was. For a while, I thought I was failing to properly equip my characters because there are some models that do have weapons with them, and I just wondered why they couldn't give me that uh, with my gladiator or fighter. Your gladiator will punch, and you'll be happy with it, Alex. Yeah. I want to see a half-giant gladiator with two swords. Uh, that's cool. That's really cool. That would something, be cool. Something that kind of bothered me, when you start the game... Your, your four characters, they all have uh, a cool drawn character portrait, and they're all pretty much naked because they're gladiators. And I thought, oh, it'll be cool when I find equipment and equip these guys with it. They won't be naked anymore. But I was wrong. Character models are static, or character sprites are static, I would say. I can't think of any game that old that did that. 
Draken 1990 is a uh, an RPG where you have character portraits, and as they equip armor uh, and shields and things, you see it in their portrait. What? Blowing my mind, man. That was three years three ago. Three short years ago. It's a pretty cool game, too. So, is it D&D? We should play that one. It's not D&D, but it's oh, clearly it's inspired by it. Okay. The other thing that jumped out immediately to me about this game is it's very, very difficult. Uh, even by these 1993 standards where games are generally very difficult, I had a lot of issues with this one. The, uh, the game ships with a cheat code that you can enter into the DOS prompt, which makes your guys gain levels. And after about 10 hours of frustration, I used that. Not to be way over-leveled, but just to get up to a point where combat was still frightening, but not impossible. Yeah, well, that's really what it is. It, it's impossible, it seems like. At times, you're fighting a huge amount of enemies, and they're all attacking you simultaneously, and a lot of them have bows and arrows, so it's not like yeah, you, you can funnel. I, I would try and funnel guys, but it wouldn't work because I'd be getting shot from a distance. It's just, it's very difficult, and it's immediately very difficult, which is uh, the thing. Escaping from the slave pens, which is your first, I guess you could say, quest or thing you have to do, yeah. the thing you would think to do is just simply like break out and fight your way through, but that's near impossible. Can I just can I just throw this out there though? Throw. So, near impossible, which makes sense. Yeah, right? I yes. Escape from crazy sleep. From I suppose an, an atmospheric sense, certainly, <clears throat> but from but, first hour of a game sense, mm, I don't know. Yeah, but there, there are. There's at least one other option you can take. You there can are several options. Out. No, there there are several options, which is actually a really, really neat feature of this game. Right? Um, the first quest is super open to completion through at least, I can think of four ways off the top of my head, which is really unique. That's a great introduction to the style of game this is. I would say, yeah, even, even once you get out of the arena... In the first area of the sewers, you can pick different sides in the, in the Ratmen conflict, right? You can side with one or the other. Once you get out of the sewers and out of Drage, Drage you can go kind of anywhere you want to a certain degree. You know, you get you get the main quest from the mm-hmm. first main town, but then you want to go east, you go east. You want to go west, go west. Who cares? Go wherever you want. You know, it's not. It's. I would definitely say it's not railroady. There's this definitely game. a level of choice that I feel like I, around this time, uh, nothing else really compared. I'm at least in my experience, um, and I really like for that first quest just how how long you know you can you can delay in doing it. Uh, you know you are set in those slave pens and you are going back into the arena. And I actually had a question. Maybe you can answer this, Greg. Is if you just choose to stay in the arena for eternity, like will you eventually just die? Do you have any idea? The, they start throwing really, really hard stuff at you. I've yeah, gone, I've gone that route before, and it's you. You eventually are like, "Holy crap! I need to finish this before I get called back into the arena." So let me start this escape plan because I'm not gonna live next time. Okay. It gets yeah. really hard. I was about six fights in, and it was starting to get hard. And don't piss off the, the announcer. 
Right? That's another great thing. Man, this game is filled with fun, cool details. Uh, So when you're fighting in the arena after every time you win a match, the arena's announcer yells something down at your characters like, not bad for a bunch of street urchins, and you can say nothing. You can say, you're a really good announcer. Or you can say, street urchins, do you know who you're talking to? And if you choose aggressive with the announcer, he will send terrible monsters to fight you. Awesome. Yeah, the monsters, I mean, I, that's one thing about this game. Like, the, okay, so the animation's not amazing. Um, you know, the character portrait and stuff not updating. Okay, that's been done earlier before this. I still stand by my statement that the music is super catchy because I just have it in my head all the time. I'm not saying it's necessarily amazing, but... For 1993, like some some solid earworms there. I have I have them rotating in my head even right now as we're doing this cast. But like this game has so much personality, you know the announcer, all the different NPCs you meet. Like you you can meet the announcer later and exact your revenge if you want. Like even in the arena, if you stay long enough, they eventually have you fight the old kings of the arena. So then you can become the king of the arena. Like, and that's the first little area of the game. You know, it's just, there's this guy named Notaku, who's crazy merchant. Like, there's just, I named characters Notaku for a decade, just because I thought he was so cool. There's a lot, there's a lot here that I think is neat that they did a great job with. Yeah. I love the writing in the game very much. I think that's very uh, well done. Uh, there's a there's a point after you meet the rat people who live in the sewers where you find out that the gods that they worship are the souls of all rat, old rat people who are trapped in these skulls. And uh, if you talk to them, they pretend to be very wise. And if you ask them questions, they say things like, that is is too powerful a question for a small mind as yours to know. And then you can say, do you really... Are you just making stuff up because you don't know the answers? <laughs> they say, get out! Get out! Insolence! Yeah. It definitely seems like a, a D&D game where you might make a smart-ass remark to your DM and then they'll respond in in such as such. And they included that in the game, which is just very, yeah. very fun. I, I agree. It gives the writing a little little extra you know uh reality to it which is which is great even even the copy protection right um so this is 93 the way we do copy protection yeah. back in this yeah. time is by making the player enter in something from some random page in a rule book right so you could just do that or you could have the dragon of athis who's like this crazy powerful guy contact you telepathically you know and guess what if you don't get to copy protection right he incinerates your whole body and you're dead like they didn't have to do that but it's silly and it's fun they i feel like the the folks who made this game really enjoyed it really put a lot of cool stuff really cool um touches into it agree that's not just the nostalgia talking because i did love this game when i played it the first time and i loved it all over again when i played it now no, this Flash. was my first time playing, and uh, it, it, it's not nostalgia talking. It's a, in as far as flavor goes, it's a well-crafted, fun game. 
Yeah, and I like, you know, even down to the magic items, you know, the, most of the stuff you get is named, which makes it all just more, that much more distinct, you know? Like, there's a sword, um, when I got it again, I got so excited, called L's Drinker. And it's, you know, it could be like a sword of life stealing plus one or whatever, but no, it's L's Drinker, you know? Like, I really appreciate all that, all those little touches. There's a lot of cool magic items like that in here. Yeah, actually, I didn't really realize that till now. There is no, not really many generic, just plus one, and that definitely brings a, well, it makes the items seem a lot more, a lot cooler. Um, and just speaking on writing, and it, the game is pretty funny in parts. I feel uh, there's my favorite part specifically. I'm gonna bring it up is uh, you escort like a surf into the wastelands from uh, from oh, the farms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And as soon as you escort him off the farm, he's like, I could offer you some advice how to survive in these wastelands. It would be too technical for, your barbar- for you barbarians. And then he walks off and dies within about, within like five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have that levity because Dark Sun is such a, well, dark, brutal, exactly. brutal, awful place. It truly is a, a terrible place that is always scary, as I put it earlier. Yeah. So to have jokes is, it's nice. It's, it's, it's good counter it makes it less less awful just to get destroyed in some of these battles like the rocks that you fight at one point yeah you fight rocks in this game um i just remember getting so wrecked by them uh but i mean kind of speaking of rocks and getting wrecked um there's a level cap in this game the level cap is nine um so they don't really do a great job telling you that. Um, there is a good part about... Now, I, I mentioned how difficult this game is, but uh, zero hit points doesn't mean you're dead automatically, which is very, very nice, considering that uh, if your characters do get dropped down to zero, they'll be knocked unconscious and be out of that particular fight, but you can raise them up by giving them health. Um, they can be killed... I would I would assume it's like a massive damage yeah. thing or like a certain die thing, like from second ed, but I don't know, I'm a little rusty. Since this was my second time around too, I was I was a lot more careful. I yeah. believe it was my character's health was very low at the time and he was attacked by a half giant and I think he just was dealt damage um that was probably up to his half his negative health points. I think that's what killed him. That's that's pretty reasonable. They hit really hard. Yeah. Just yeah. like anything else. Yeah, and when you lose a party member, there is no way to replace him. Uh, nope. Unless you... I mean, there's a... I, do you get a resurrect spell later? I, mean, I don't think I got... Eventually. But, but I know there's also a high. location you can go to where you can revive them. But that's not accessible till Like, if you die in the first arena... Uh, you probably should just restart your game because it's going to be tough going from there. Yeah, but you should have been using the infinite XP okay, water Okay, not chain. everyone knew about the infinite uh, XP water <laughs> Gee, how foolish of us to not immediately find and realize that, Greg. <laughs> it's so what there. What you should be doing if you play dance is save constantly. Yes. Um, not just yes. because... Um, not just because you can uh, die, which is very easy to do in combat, but you can also screw up by killing an NPC oh and God. making a quest unwinnable. It is so easy to kill the wrong person. There's so many potential friends and so many potential enemies. Like, wait, so so you're my friend? 
rebel rat person? No, you're an evil cultist. I should have killed you. Oh, no, you killed that. Oh, damn it. Reload. And then you lose like two hours because it had been too long since you saved. Or you didn't save in enough slots because, woof. Man, there are a lot of little threads and things. And really, if you... Did you get? Did any of you guys make it to the last battle? No. no, I didn't make it that far. Okay. You so during the course of this game, though, you're essentially trying to recruit allies to fight against the Sorcerer King, and everyone that you recruit shows up at the last battle. It's this huge, absurd melee, and so if you miss recruiting some some people. I can't even imagine how hard cause how hard that would be because it's really incredibly difficult as it is, even if you get everyone. So like you gotta make sure that you're on point with those quests and that you don't mess up and piss someone off who you need later. That's such a cool premise for a game though. Yeah, they they might do that in a game called Dragon Age twelve years from now. Yeah. Or whatever. Twelve years from or now, twenty-two years. I I can't imagine a, another game at this time doing a, a stunt like that. That's so cool. I mean, it's huge. The battle is ridiculous. There's a lot of conversation things, options that seem like fun things to say, that uh, are very unforgiving. Uh, say the wrong thing to the wrong person and suddenly everybody's hostile to you and you're getting killed. Yeah, or in one case, uh, I just didn't want to hear a guy talk to him anymore. I thought he was giving me a quest and I wanted to leave. So like, all right, cool, I'm going to get out of here. And he's like, you can't leave now. I'm going to kill you for like, I'm going to teach you obedience. And then he summoned all of his guards to fight me. It's very unforgiving in conversation choices. you got to pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, this That's is a amazing. game you're going to spend a lot of time on and play through a lot of times to see how conversations can go differently, to see different ways to solve problems, because there's so much going on. Uh, when I first met the rat people, there's a group of thugs who are like, hey, uh, you can't come down here without paying us some money. And I was like, all right, I'll be friendly to everyone. Here's some money. And they said, you handed over money? That shows that you're weak. Now we're all going to attack you. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's Dark Sun, man. It's right. Dark Sun. That's one thing about this game that I love is that it really exemplifies the unforgiving, brutal nature of Dark Sun. doesn't care about your feelings. doesn't care about playing nice. Just, you're going to die. You're going to get wrecked. Everyone's going to take advantage of you. Pretty much. Yeah, and there were uh, some Dark Sun fans who were hoping that the graphics of the game would be bloodier and more brutal looking, that they thought it was too cute looking. Uh, I didn't have that problem. I thought the graphics were fine and that the brutality really came through in the writing. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I uh, I normally try and keep a balanced party just because I don't like you know min-maxing in games. But this is this nope. yeah, this is a game where I would encourage you to make a party that consists of three crane and half giants because those races uh have all sorts of attack bonuses that are just it seems like necessary. If you were to go up against a group of three crane, they will be attacking you six times each. And so if you're going against five of them, you will find after the first turn of combat, your entire party might be dead. If that's the case, then you should really do all that you can to 
to just attack it with with everything that it gives you. Yeah, the game lets you manually set your party's uh, core stats when you're creating. I mean, I would you can yeah, make... I wouldn't homebrew it so I'm like twenty 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 or whatever. But well, you oh, can if you yeah. want to, and I wouldn't blame yeah. you. Yeah, for it. I didn't realize you could do that after I was pretty far into my game and just decided to go and blow the character creator again for fun, and I was so mad that I didn't know about it because I could have had a half giant with like seventy five health. Did I didn't realize that. you could click on the stats. I was, oh my god! Trust me, Greg. It's it's the worst. My worst part experience with this entire game is not that knowing that from me. the start. That hurts <laughs> me. That you didn't know that. I'm so you don't know upset. how many times I clicked a reload red <laughs> to try and get the best stats because I, I didn't realize well, I could manually do it. Like two hours, you probably rolled. I'm so sorry, Alex. <laughs> Maybe I should have yeah. told you guys some things. I made yeah, a conscious decision rolled. not to use my knowledge because i wanted you guys to have fresh takes but whoa man i'm sorry i made a mistake you were, you should have been our game manual greg that i didn't want to download yeah you should have told us about <laughs> that stupid water trip. i i stopped reading the game manual after the second page after it says this game uses a mouse <laughs> if you've never used a mouse before here's what left click and right click mean Wow, okay. Hey, man. I've used a mouse. A mouse with two buttons? That's pretty crazy these days, right? It came out on DOS on floppy disks, man. When I bought, you know, just to throw this out there, though, with the game manual thing, when I bought my copy on CD, it didn't come with the game manual. It just came with a text file with the page numbers for the copy protection stuff. So (laughs) I didn't. I didn't actually read the game manual until much, much later when I like when I was playing it again on DOSBox prior to this. It's like, oh look, there's the manual. Oh hey, this might have been useful to have. One of I want to bring up uh, to go with the theme of not explaining anything. One something I would have really liked was uh, any sort of feedback on like actions, like dice rolling. Like there was no way to put that up, bring that up at all, right? Did there I was no combat that log that I could find. No, yeah, so. like even like initiative, I I didn't quite understand who was yeah. gonna go when and why. It would have been so beneficial to get an idea of maybe enemy armor classes or like just to see dice rolls. That's that's what I wanted more than anything in this game. Yeah, I mean, so the psionics, it's kind of tough because you don't know what the powers do in the beginning. You know, so you have to pick a discipline for your non psionicist characters. So go, I don't know, it's good. That sounds cool. And then you you could cast the powers. It's like, oh, did it work? I I don't know really if it worked or not. Yeah, I used a lot of the psionic power ego whip, mm. which stops an enemy from attacking. Too That's for... one of the cheat modes in this game. It's good. Yeah, when I remade my party, everybody got that as their psionic power, whatever one ego whip was on. But so it stops them from attacking for one to four turns. Well. It doesn't tell you how successful you've rolled on it. So I don't know when I'm fighting someone tough, should I just keep ego whipping him every turn? Or can my psionicist shoot arrows or do something else in between those turns? I was frequently surprised by things that were happening, which is cool. You know, it's it's fun. Like I said, this is a, a game where if, if you've got a ton of time to put into it, you're really going to get a full experience out of it. And if you don't, you're going to be frustrated. Yeah, it's a great introduction to... I mean, not even introduction. It's a great helping of Dark Sun Cake, if you will. Yeah. 
uh, if you've never experienced. And unfortunately, uh, I imagine in the future they may not support this particular campaign setting circa 2005 and onward very well. That would be so it dumb because it's so good. It would be dumb of them. But if that possible future happens, then it be a, playing this would be a good way to experience what Dark Sun was to a lot of people. It would make you want to yeah. somehow crowdfund a new game. Yes, if only. If only that were possible. What's crowdfunding? Yes. I, I think it was a really, really good translation of playing D&D on tabletop in a computer game. Yeah, I think this, you know, the thing that sets it apart, and I said it already, but I'll say it again, is that the dialogue options really do feel like something you would say to your DM at the table, whether it be silly or whether it be something you think would be funny and it wouldn't have big consequences and then everybody ends up attacking you. That's something I I definitely feel like guys were playing a game, recorded what they said, and then put that in the game, (laughs) including all the dumb jokes. Yeah, well... Except, you know, not poorly... Oh, oh, not poorly written, throwing it down, yeah. Not a big Dragonlance fan. Didn't really like Tracy Hickman's birthday breakfast or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why I like this game so much. Because I love, love, love Dark Sun. And this really is. You're just just playing Dark Sun at a table with your buddies. Except not with your buddies, because you're by yourself. Because it's a single-player RPG. But you can pretend your buddies are there. Because you can put whoever you want at the front of the party. So I can say, oh, hey, rude dude, why don't you lead the party for a little bit? And then I can pretend it's not me, because I'm playing by myself. Did you guys name the party members after us? I did. The three Queen Gregina? No. What I is just, wrong with I you just guys? I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk about the different Vegases everybody had. Like my half-giant cutie <laughs> in Vegas. And no one else said the it. The game has some great random names. <laughs> that's right. So Balf Bjorg was one of my guys. I mean, that's, that's I great. Had, I had Killer and Morgroth the Worst. <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> Gentleman! Oh! Ah! Did you have a pleasant discussion about your little board game? Uh, it's it's, it's not, not a board game. game. Time wizard. Okay, time okay, wizard. don't get your panties in a twist, <laughs> little boys. All right, if you've played nicely, I'll return you to the year 2008. No, where I kicked no, you no, up. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Two, no. no. What, do you want to stay in 1983? No, no, no. Yeah, well, very well. Back to my new favorite country, the Czech Republic. <laughs> no time, wizard. We were in 2015, not 2008. 2000? Oh, I'm too tired to go that far in the future. Well, let's just make it like 2010 and we'll be close enough. How about that? Very well. All right. 2010 uh. it is. I'll need a couple silly noises. Vegas, you can bring us home. Very impressive vocal work, Vegas. You've been practicing, haven't you? I have. Good, good. All right, well, uh, here we are in 2010. President Obama is the president. Isn't that fun and new he's still president in the future time wizard (laughs) well I see time differently than you anyway you you gentlemen have fun I'll see you next time alright thanks time wizard Alex Alex is gonna miss you the most oh I 
Hope you're back. <laughs> I'll always be back when you need me, Alex Basso. Great. Basso. Alright. Bye time wizard. Goodbye. Cool. So that was interesting. That's, That's the best part of the podcast. <laughs> Alright, guys, so we've talked about Dark Sun, we've talked about the mechanics, the story, and all that jazz. Would you recommend this game to someone listening to our podcast now? I mean, I think our attention spans are a little shorter now. It, it'd be tough for a modern gamer to play this and fully enjoy it. I really enjoyed a lot of Dark Sun. So, yeah, if you love uh, computer RPGs, if you've got a thing for pixel graphics like I do, then give it a download. And like I said, look up Dark Sun Shattered Lands cheat codes and... Give yourself a free couple of levels to make the game uh, a lot less frustrating for yourself. Yeah, I mean, similar to Vegas. This is a game that is definitely enjoyable. Uh, if you are searching for a tough RPG experience, it's, you know, which is, we've gotten these days so used to being, having our hands held for all these new RPGs. But if you really want something in Dark Sun, uh, you don't mind something a little difficult, uh, and you know it, AD&D rules pretty well. Definitely, go for it. It's still a, a game that can be enjoyed. I think you already know that I love this game, and I think everyone should at least give it a shot. Um, I would go so far as to say that this is... I don't know, maybe Neverwinter could could beat this out for my top game that we've played so far. But Neverwinter Nights, that is. I don't know, if they were contemporaries? You know, if Neverwinter's made earlier or... Dark Sun Shadowlands is made later. I don't know if Neverwinter Nights would be able to win. Definitely go out and play this. And definitely use the cheat code to give you levels instead of grinding for water jugs like I always did. Yeah, I'm just going to echo what everybody else has said. Dark Sun is just so cool and so unique and so nowhere right now as far as Wizards of the Coast is concerned that... It's really great to go back and see that world and see that everything's scary and everything's dangerous. But at the same time, they do that great job of of bringing humor to it. So I would recommend it. And like everyone else says, just give yourself mad stats because you're going to need it because this game is not your friend. And it makes that very obvious very quickly. Yeah. Even if you cheat, it's still hard. So (laughs) Yeah. You know. Take it from someone who's cheated. You just it's you got to get over that hurdle of the opening quest in the sewers, and once you get into the open world, it really it's 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 quite quite good. Big thumbs up from all four of us. Is that a first? Which is a first? Uh, I think Ever? we all like. Did everyone like Neverwinter Never Nights? Night. I think everyone like. Yeah, yeah I think Neverwinter Nights was yeah. it. And we all love Demon Stone. You know, I think yeah. with Neverwinter, I said I liked it, but I probably wouldn't recommend playing it if you haven't already with this game i I think there's something to it even now living in the future i think i said yes and no too i said yes to multiplayer no to single player so i think this might tell you what high praise i was not joking when i said i would love to see a game with this combat style and play style and uh uh, writing style in dark sun like kickstarted or made today oh my god would would throw my money at a project. I mean, like I think that. there's licensing issues there. You know, it would have to be a Wizards yeah. of the Coast official product. So unfortunately, I don't mm-hmm. think someone can just up and make a Dark Sun game. It would be. I, I agree. And, I think and Space Project Two hmm? and Space Project Two hmm? Hmm? maybe and hmm? Space Project 
Enspace, the company that's making the Sword Coast. Oh, Legends. oh yeah, Enspace. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I don't uh, know uh, no, probably not. <laughs> probably won't end up doing that. Yeah. Guys, we're gamers. We play a lot of games. Tell me, what have you been playing for the past month? What would you recommend people check out? Alex, let's start with you. I know your answer. Yeah, so I've been playing pretty much one game for like the last month and a half, and that is Heroes of the Storm, which is a team brawler, hero team brawler, I think is Blizzard's official titling of the, the game type. A uh, or a MOBA, you know, if you, if you play Dota or League of Legends, a MOBA. It's a MOBA. Uh, it is their version of a MOBA. What I really like about it compared to the other titans of the genre, Dota and the League, is that it, it's very casual. Uh, game length is probably, it's, it's about 15 to 20 minutes every game. Uh, you don't have to worry about certain mechanics such as last hitting and item shops. So it's it's really easy for people who've never actually tried that genre to, to get into. Uh, a lot of fun. So there's my recommendation. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it as well. I know Greg probably is fuming right now, but compared to Dota... Because I'm a fanboy like that. You guys can play whatever you, games you, you like. Just freak it out. No, uh, there's one yeah, thing Greg is. It's fanboy with an eye. Yeah, you got me, guys. Uh, but is there, wait, are there other ways to I like it? <laughs> I like it. Did you say with an eye? Yeah, fanboy with an eye. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I like I like it a lot better than Dota, and I do like Dota, but I still prefer this one as well. Vegas, how about you? Uh, I wanted to recommend it's not a video game, but a card game that I played at a couple of conventions recently. Uh, it's not a collectible card game; it's you know all in one Thank package, goodness. and it's a real simple game. Uh, it's a real fast-paced game, mostly based on bluffing. It's called Coup, C O U P. Just a, just a real fun card game to oh, play with a bunch of friends. I can I say I've been playing this game? I don't know. So apparently there's this genre of games called like idol RPGs or something like that. Um, this game it's an Android game. It's called Logging Quest Two, and you basically you recruit your characters. You use three races, three classes you can pick from. They can get skills, skill points, and eventually attribute points. You can buy equipment for them, and you send them like, oh, all right, I'm going to party. Go to this dungeon. Here's your equipment that I've gotten for you. Go down to level three and then come back. And then they come back in an hour and a half or two hours of real time, and you can collect quests and stuff like that. It's I don't know why I like it so much, honestly, but I send my little men's down into the depths of dungeons and they come back with potions and they fight kobolds and you can like as they're going you can click on the log of what they're doing it's like oh four kobolds appeared and it gives you the battle breakdown and everything you can set special tactics for them like when to use items when to use spells you can get kind of detailed in there i don't know i like it i think it's worth a shot at least something about it tickles that little rpg itch that i got so something else to play each, there you go. Little little time waster while you're at the work. Logging Quest 2 on Android and iOS as well? Maybe? Maybe. All right, on mobile. Know. Mobile platforms. Not to be confused with Logger's Quest, the Lumberjack Ooh, RPG. Now that one. I'm going to recommend a game called The Hunter, colon, Primal. This game is a dinosaur hunting simulator in which you are dropped on a planet filled with dinosaurs 
and it is up to you to find weapons, hunt them, and take pictures of yourself standing in front of them. This game has dinosaur selfies. Uh, that sounds amazing. Oh, pretty. And wow. it's co-op, the whole thing. Four player, uh, like twenty player. player. It's you're gonna have what? a big server of people. <laughs> Alex. Uh, it is very niche. I love dinosaurs, and I love shooting them, so this works perfectly for me. I don't know if it would work for you. Uh, I like the T-Rex. He has feathers, so I recommend it. Maybe check it out. Do some research. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't think there's a dinosaur video game Rudy hasn't bought, so... I want to play this game. Alright, good. Rudy. Thanks, Greg. At least someone is my friend here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Guys, where can I find you on the internet? Alex. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter. At yo underscore Alex Basso. You can also find me on Twitters. At NTS underscore QPOP. That's the QPOP. And I'm at Vegas Lancaster on Twitter. And if you're in the Philadelphia area, uh, check out phillyandcrowd.com to see my weekly Friday night improv show. It's great. I believe it. No, I don't just believe it. I know it. I've been there. You can follow me on Twitter at Rudy Basso, R-U-D-Y-B-A-S-S-O. You can also check out Alex and Mai's YouTube channel where we play games and talk about them. It is called Game O'Clock. Also, James Intracasso and I from the Roundtable are going to be at Gen Con. I'd love to say hi to anyone that listens to us, because do people listen to this? I don't know. Probably not, right, guys? Join us next month. We'll be playing Al-Kadim, The Genie's Curse, which is apparently some sort of Zelda knockout. Oh, it's released in 94. Knock off. Will the Time Wizard be returning? We'll see. Alex, excited? God, I, I hope, hope so, too. So. I think he's going to be lost in a time. Uh, We'll see. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Do you know how to say that guy's name? Tektuklatati? Tektuklatati or something. I'm forgetting it. Tektuklatati. I said that off of memory. Okay. Every time they brought up his name, I was doing this.